I hope you had a great week. I saw snow yesterday, and I went hiding. But it was light snow, so it was okay. We are, once again this year, celebrating or remembering Martin Luther King and all he stood for. I have to tell you, I'm African-American. I was born here, technically on paper, and I'm of African descent. I'm African-American, right? Wrong? What's the hesitation? It's not a trick question, it's a comment. But I have to tell you that I did not grow up like regular African-Americans in this country because I went to school in Haiti. So all the pressures of being an African-American, I didn't encounter it, well, they tried to put them on me when I got here at 18. I come from Haiti. Well, yes, we do have skin color, skin tone, and all that. Yes, we do have prejudice that comes with skin color and skin tone, but the pressure of being part of a slave tradition, we have it less because we gained our independence in 1804. And without Haiti, the U.S. would not be independent. So I came into this country with this, oh, okay, yeah, that is something that you do. I'm glad for you. You are in power. You have white skin. That is your tradition. That is your legacy. Fine. But as I'm continuing here, and I'm getting old, I also understand the pressure and the significance of this weekend. Some people avoid it. Some people take the long weekend. A lot of people, as I see, took the long weekend. The kids are very happy, no school. But let's look at the significance of this weekend. Let's look at it in the idea of the Jesus invitation. Come and see. Come and see. In the Corinthian reading, Paul, we take Paul is writing to the Corinthians because the Corinthians are very, they are a very established Christian community that is living in Corinth. And Corinth at that time was kind of affluent, and the Christians were part of that community, whereas in Judea and in Galilee, they were kind of a side sect. In, in Corinth, they're very well established. And Paul is saying to them, remember who you, whose you are. Remember how you're supposed to behave. That is our setting this morning. Because I realized a long time ago that the dream of Martin Luther King to have black and white children playing together, if we leave it at that, it's superficial. Because these days we do have black and white kids playing together in school, right? We even have scheduled parties. You know what I'm telling you, come on. To make sure that the, the, the it, it, by the way, it's on both sides, 
the Europeans said, oh, we, we have to have some people of color in there. But it's also in the black community, in the Afro community, well, it can't be all black. It can't be all Afro. We gotta have invite some other people there. So we're putting all these pressure on us, especially as Christians, because we want, we want to be true to ourselves. We want to have this diverse community. We want to see God in everybody. And it is as simple as come and see. But come and see has a lot of pressure attached to it. I remember I, I preached at, at a church and I was never invited back. <laughs> Not by the congregation, but by the clergy member. Because I said, if every year we sing Kumbaya, if every year we sing, um, what is it called again? Lift, um, let every voice, yes. And then next year you sit and it's the same person sitting next to you and the congregation is the same makeup. We have not done a gun anywhere. So the invitation to be a Christian is as simple as come and see. The problem is what are we inviting people to see, amen? That is the issue. This is your A, we're supposed to be reading Matthew. And this, today, what did we read for the gospel? Let me see if you were following. What did we read? John. John. Why did we go from Matthew to John? I don't know, I don't like it. We go, so in Matthew, we have the full baptism and everything. In John, because John's goal is to prove that this is the person that Isaiah talked about, this is the person that the prophets talk about. We have John saying, this is what I saw. He is the Lamb of God. Here is the Lamb of God. Once again, come and see. But in the Matthew's reading last week, who, who saw the dove? Is it everybody? Or was it just John? It's kind of like ambiguous. So when John is saying he is the Lamb of God, is he saying it for the disciples that were around him? Is he saying it for the crowd? And if the crowd saw that dove last week, why are they still with John? Come and see. We love to see. Don't you love to see? When you hear a bang outside, what do you do? Big window. We love to do that. We could put it on, we're looking for information. We, will look, we could say, we're looking to see if our neighbor is okay. But basically, it's just gossip we're looking for. So that, said, that phrase, those two words, well, come and see, three, those three words, are also part of the core of a Christian life. Do you have a problem talking about Jesus to other people? Yes? Yeah. It's very hard, right? And since we are the frozen chosen, 
they didn't prep us for this. But brothers and sisters, it's not that hard. It's that as easy as come and see. Because if we invite each other in our space to see the real us, to see the real what we're seeking, talking about God would not be that hard. If we live a life of Christian principles, you know, of opening the door and let the person go by, of letting the person that has two or three items behind you go in front of you. If you see the person struggling in front of you looking for a dollar, you know, you've been in the situation where you're at the supermarket and one per you're missing a quarter and you see that person digging into that pocket for a quarter, what do we do? First we go, well, I'm black, so maybe you don't do that, but <laughs> you, you do. What, what are we showing? And then we have a cross, and the car says, St. Stephen Ridgefield. What are we inviting people to see? We must work on that image, not just the superficial image, advertising, big banner, great slogan. I'm talking about the pureness of what we want to become and whose we want to be. I, I, I didn't hear Jesus recite um, the, the Torah. I, I, I didn't hear Jesus invite them to, a, to a, 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 an activity, which is a great way to invite people to church, by the way, but still. The simpleness of the invitation is the strength of the invitation. The simpleness of come, brother, sister, come. Regardless of your color, your fate, your gender, your sexual orientation, take it. Whether you're bald, not bald, blonde hair, right hair, this week is long, next week it'll be short. Regardless of all that, why can't it be just come and see? Now that we've made the invitation, we have to work on what are you coming to see? I like my privacy. I don't like people at my house. It's because I... I grew up in Haiti, in Haiti, we had a big house, so there was a porch, so everything happened on the porch. We had a party at my house with 200 people, nobody went into the official living room. That was off limits. So my space, because here is an apartment where everything is everywhere, and this is the kitchen and everything, I don't like people in my space. But I had to push myself to become welcoming and invite people into my space. And my friends that grew up with me know. So this year when I invited people into my house, they're like, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, you can come. There'll be food. But I thought it was a stupid gesture. Well, they thought it was. I wanted to push myself to go 
not to just be welcoming to, in a, in a very spacey way, but to be welcoming enough for, to allow, to let people come into my space. Brothers and sisters, your space is guided by Christian principle. That's why you're here. That's why you say the creed. That's why you get baptized, confirmed, the whole nine yards. That's why all of us with a Christian burial, preferably with a great organist and soloist. We are living in the Corinthian space. We're very much matched into the community. As Episcopalian, we don't live aside. We don't say, uh, we're not in the world. This is my Baptist upbringing uh, coming up. We live with people. We accept people on the surface. We don't go out banging. We don't go out protesting. Um, we, we don't do all that. But are we doing enough to show whose we are? Are we taking that leap of faith? Because that's what Martin Luther King did. He took a leap of faith. He said, I am dedicated to this love of each other, to this nonviolence principle, and I know I'm risking my life. And I know I'm not going to be understood by neither side. The white people, I'm sorry, I'm going to say why I am not there yet in those, but I hope you're going to forgive me. Okay. The European, the people of European descent did not agree with him. And the Afro crowd did not agree with him. Why are you soft of them? Why are you soft? Why, why, why are you talking about all this love thing? Let's be like Malcolm X. Take it by any means necessary. So when you stand on certain Christian principle, you're not going to be loved. Your friends are going to look at you like, what's up with you? Um, do you need a session with your therapist? But these are things that we go to, and if we, are, if we have enough faith, we will take that leap. Brothers and sisters, I am sure that each and every one of you have something you want to do. Something that you want to do that will illustrate your Christian come and see. But you doubt yourself. What are they going to say? What are they going to do? I'm not going to be invited to this anymore. And then we say, we believe in Jesus Christ. And we say, no, 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 no. Every Sunday. And some of you, well disciplined, you say it every day. But what this weekend represent is, it is not a single day exercise. It's not even a lifetime exercise. It's a continuum, a repeat done by different generation, different people in different settings to possibly achieve that dream. 
where people will be together. Well, us Christians, we will see everybody. We will see God in everybody. And playing, seeing black and white children playing together won't be something that even fades us. It won't be like, people will not be counting how many black people, how many white people you had in there, how many brown people. If we want this to happen, if you want to spread, if we want to spread the, the Christian gospel and follow the Great Commission of spreading the good news throughout the world, we have to work on the image. We have to work on what we're inviting people to see. First, we have to invite. <laughs> and then we have to work on what we want people to see. Because yes, you will see the Lamb of God. Because you will see Christ in your brothers and sisters. Yes, you will hear the Spirit from heaven because your heart will be open to that Holy Spirit. Yes, Martin Luther King will not be, uh, what is it, um, second Sunday of February? Yeah, well, yeah, second Monday of February, right? Second week of February. Martin Luther King will be something that's so natural that we won't have any problem saying, friend, come and see. Why are you that way? Why, why are you so nice? Why do you welcome everybody? Come and see. Because I believe in Jesus Christ that came and liberated me and took away my sins. Yes, my faith stand on, I will see God in everybody. Yes, my Episcopal tradition stand on, with God's help, I will respect the dignity of every human being. So brothers and sisters, in other, a few, a few years ago, a friend of mine who is African-American, grew up in this country, took the brunt of being African-American in the United States, which means you're never good enough, they doubt your competence, they want to ask you questions they don't, they assume that it is. I, I, I have a friend, she's like, well, it, it, it's not the same thing. I said, when I walk in the room as, with black skin, there's so many assumptions made about me that I feel it. If you have no, if you're a person of non-European descent in this country, the assumption is made before you open your mouth. Now, I have a little evil streak to me, so sometimes I have fun with it. So the dream of Martin Luther King will not be achieved until we, we, in every generation, keep working on it. Brothers and sisters, if you want a better world, it starts with you. If you want a better society, 
it starts with you. If you want people to see and understand why you call, you, why you call yourself Christian, it starts with you. So if we ever want to see, not even see, if we ever want to live in a place, in a country, in a community, in a world where black and white children are playing like kids play, a place where your Christian faith is bumbling. There's love everywhere. Love doesn't mean no fighting. Just means that you forgive and you re reconcile. But that you feel comfortable, that you're not looking behind your back, that you're not suspicious of everybody. You have to invite your princip those principles in your life. So the next time I ask, or somebody asks you, do you have a problem talking about Jesus? You will say, no, I don't, because all I have to do is come and see. see. Amen.